Welcome to Spirit in the Schools, a show revealing the Holy Spirit through self-gift and education. And now, here's your host, Mr. Zach Coyle. Spirit in the Schools. Welcome back, listeners, to Spirit in the Schools, where we reveal the Holy Spirit through stories of self-gift and education. I'm your host, Zach Coyle, principal of St. Vincent de Paul in Fort Wayne, Indiana, Today's episode is titled, Preparing Brings Peace. We're going to look at how St. Elizabeth Ann Seton Catholic School helps their students prepare for the world ahead of them in the field of consumer technology and in college and career readiness. And I'm here today with two staff from St. E's Catholic School, Principal Lois Widener and consumer tech teacher Sarah Steffen. Welcome to both of you. Thank you so much for being on. Thank Thank you. Thank you. Really exciting to be with colleagues here in the diocese, and I'm I'm really pumped to learn at a deeper level what you're doing because this is not something our school offers, and I think it's something very exciting that you're doing, and I'm really just pumped for our listeners to hear about. So, Lois, just for a listener out there who won't know much about St. E's, I know that next week we're going to have you on again, and they're going to hear more from your staff on some faith formation, which is going to be great. But just a sense of your mission, current school size, uh, maybe just a, a point or two of its you know recent history, but Absolutely. mission and, and sure. size, yeah. Sure. Um, well, we follow um, our patron, St. Elizabeth Ann Seton, her mission, which, of course, you know, being the, you know, such an, actually her feast is coming up January 4th. We're very, very excited about yes. that. Yes, yes. Um, you know, uh, anything that she, how she taught her sisters, her children, um, anything that she follows, we follow. Yes. Um, and so our mission and vision is to bring Christ to the students. Amen. Um, and so it's exciting. Uh, that is what we want to do. We want to bring that to our staff as well. And so anybody we hire, anybody we interview, we have the mission and vision right there on the wall, and we refer back to it as well. Well, my is, heart soars at that. I mean, that's the yeah, fundamental Christian calling, right? That yep, we're here absolutely. to bring Christ And I'm to sure others. other Catholic schools do the same thing, but we're so blessed to have St. Elizabeth as our as our patron as well. The foundress so, of Catholic education absolutely, in America. Absolutely. So perfect patron for you know, our schools now. <laughs> right, right. We're very blessed. Very blessed. And when you talk about, you know, our enrollment and our, uh, we've just had an incredible growth this year. Um, it went from in the 450s, 460s last year. And we actually, we just gained a few more students and we're at, I believe, 581. That's amazing. So it is amazing. And all due to incredible staff, incredible teachers, incredible administration. I, I refer back to my assistant principal, Mrs. Schuler, um, the administrative team in the office, yes. the business administrative team. Just incredible. It's just well, and incredible you're part family. of such a compelling incredible and thriving family. parish yes. as well, and you have such wonderful priests. And I know next week that's that's a lot of the content is faith with fathers. But yes. what, what a joy. Actually, really, I mean, I think a listener around the nation, we constantly in the United States today hear about declining enrollment or even schools closing. Oh, yeah, no, and absolutely not. And you've had not. literally explosive growth. Right. I mean, yes, you've gone absolutely. up over 100. I mean, it sounds like 130 seats. Yeah, it's just— 20 um, at least. We only have— we only have 25 left, 25 wow. seats left. That's amazing. We were counting the other day. We were getting ready for, okay, um, we have to get ready. We have to get ready to pass out our, you know, send out our letters to what a grace. The people in the parish. Yes, you know, that, okay, so we've kind of been brainstorming, right. things like that. 
And somebody said in the team, well, we only have 25 seats left. I said, I don't care. We have to send out to everybody, Amen. you know. Right. Well, and you know, certainly you'll need next year's classes forming for Absolutely. pre-K or maybe some other seats for kindergarten. Do, Absolutely. You, do you expand when you go from pre-K to kindergarten or is it the same number throughout those grades? Um, we have a bit of expansion. Yeah. I mean, it's... Um, There's a few more seats you could There fill are a few a more family. seats we could, yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, what a beautiful gift mm-hmm. that you are it actually is. counting. Now, Now, do we have a chair here? Is, you know, <laughs> yeah. Seriously, this is to be celebrated. And I think the energy that we're going to tap into today speaks to one facet of why a family would really want to be a part of that number, right? Absolutely. And that's so Absolutely. exciting. So. Some new programs we have. Uh, and this consumer technology is a new program for yes. us this year. So, and Sarah being part of that new program. So yeah, we're very well, blessed. Well, I'm really to excited her. to learn more about mm-hmm. that. So Sarah, let's kind of move that to your court. And I know Lois is certainly assisting and actually I think in a very direct way helping you with it. So we'll get mm-hmm. to that. Mm-hmm. But okay. I think probably for a listener, they might not hear consumer technology as that phrase very often. Okay. We certainly have technology thrown to us, I think so embedded in daily life now about where is technology helpful for us? Where can it maybe harm and, and hinder human development and all that? But when you approach the overall goal of the course, when you're thinking about consumer technology, what are you thinking about? What are you planning for? Um, well, as the theme says, um, preparing brings peace. So when I work with kindergarten through eighth grade, a lot of it is preparing them, whether it's tying their shoes and zipping their coat or being confident to give a handshake and eye contact when they meet someone. Yes. That's all about being prepared um, and hopefully putting them at ease just a little bit um, because they've done it in class. Um, So it's we're blending um, kind of the old school home economics. Sure. Okay. um, Business education and technology. um, That's beautiful. When appropriate. And preparing does bring peace. And and we'll Mm -hmm. get to that even at a deeper level. Thank you for, uh, you know, Mm renaming. But, you know, there is something that already just struck me about how are you going to be successful? Let's say you are a kindergartner for Mm -hmm. first grade or you're a first grader for second, et cetera, right? Or a second grader later for sixth or eighth grade. Certainly being able to greet adults well and with a handshake and, you know, we, we focus on that as adults, but let's greet our peers that way, too. And and obviously, I mean, young children may not be wired to greet each other that way, but the more they can practice that is such a gift to them. Do you make them, by the way, like when they're actually learning a proper handshake? Do they have they, to practice with they one do. another? They practice with one See, another. So They'll important. practice with me. Great. Um, because otherwise, it's just you're just talking about it, and there's still that nervousness. Mm-hmm. But if you've actually done it a couple of times with peers around you, it's kind of like you get that out of the way. Yes. You know, um, and they feel more comfortable with it. Well, and when we think in our industry about just learning styles, you know, and, and mm-hmm. just learning modalities, so kinesthetic learning, learning by doing, experiential learning, however you want to say that, Let's boil it down really simple for a listener that's never heard of any of those terms, that one of the best ways to learn something is to actually do it, right? And then maybe even to teach it to another. So maybe if one of your young people is very successful, Mm -hmm. I wonder if you see this. I bet you do. We do. And then somebody else is less comfortable. Maybe the more successful child helps teach their peer, right? And we've actually, we're talking about learning styles right now in third, fourth, and fifth. and. The intra-personal learner is usually a little bit hesitant. They're a little more shy or they're not willing to jump in there in those group mm-hmm. situations. Oh, sure, yes. And we talked about that. You know, if you're in a group and you have a classmate that's kind of seems they're holding back or not participating, think back to this. Yes. Maybe they're just an intrapersonal learner and they're really uncomfortable. So invite them in. Ask yes. them their opinion. What do you think? 
it's it's they're just afraid to jump in. So just be aware of what's what's around you and that each of us are different. We've been talking about that a lot with learning styles. What a gift to your students that you're actually going to help them understand their learning style. I think you said third grade, third, third fourth, fourth and fifth, fifth. Yeah, right? just kind of experimenting with you know, how yes. receptive they are at those different I would have loved to have known levels. that about myself as a third grader or a fifth grader. Mm-hmm. I don't think I figured that out till college. You know, so what a gift right. when we're talking yeah. about preparing them for right. college, Absolutely. for the right. world, preparing them for high school, preparing them to be a great Christian today and tomorrow, right? Right. right. They need to know that. Mm-hmm. So, okay, mm-hmm. well, this mm-hmm. is fun. <laughs> so some of your goals then obviously are preparing for the world ahead, right? Right. right. And I, I love that you helped a listener understand kind of blending that traditional home economics, mm-hmm. business coaching, and, and teaching directly and modern technology use. Right. So that's great. So in terms of where the class meets then, just again for a listener to kind of sure, imagine this. Sure, So it's um, K through eight, um, <clears throat> traditional classroom, um, except when we go to the kitchen. Okay. K through eight, they've all been in the kitchen now. Right. Um, but when we do that, we go down to the parish kitchen and we have two big islands down there and we pile in and Start with the the cooking and the chaos and the Great. trying. And, you know, um, I just finished with K1 and 2. And we did all five food groups in the snack that they put together. And it was about trying new things because yes. sometimes kids haven't tried something or they haven't tried it in a while and taste change and encouraging them. Yes. And, oh, I like pineapple. Somebody discovered that. Or, oh, I didn't like blueberries, but these are good. So it's just, <clears throat> you know, trying to encourage them. You know, and to I not influence stunning. one another. I mean, you've yeah. got to imagine a listener right now, especially if they're in your school, but I would hope around the country thinking mm-hmm. about what, where can my school maybe look to grow. Mm-hmm. That's right. powerful. There are so many young people that, you know, moms and dads may be really good at getting them a comfort level in the kitchen, but they really may not be. Well, it, the, the fact of the matter is lots of households have two people working. And yes. personally, I'm now in that situation where oh, I, yes. I didn't used to be. And it's, it's a struggle to get right. a meal on the table. So just pointing out to them, hey, if it's, a pizza night or someone picks something up, it still deserves gratitude. Oh, yes. <laughs> you know, we talked about that a lot, too, because kids were kind of worried about when they were learning how to set the table. Well, I don't eat meals together, you know. Can we just pause for one sure. minute? Because this is amazing. <laughs> like, I, I really hope that what we can think about in schools is teaching goodness, teaching mm-hmm. peace, teaching preparedness, setting the table. That's mm-hmm. amazing right. that mm-hmm. you are are willing to really authentically teach that mm-hmm. and to have the backing of, of school administration and the parish community. Right. Like, yes, we want our learners to learn this. But, but I thought this was pretty awesome how she taught them that. And then she said, you know what? Even if you just do it for yourself, mm-hmm. just true. like at breakfast or at, or at dinner, you know, and if you're the, just for yourself, just... Mm-hmm. How gratifying yeah. that is yeah. just to well, do that for yourself. what compassion you're showing to truly understanding mm-hmm. the lives yeah. of your students. That, yeah. right. Yes, there are many that mom and dad are working to provide for them and they're not right. going to be there at dinner. Mm-hmm. Or they are, but they're not every night or whatever right. it might be. Right, right, yeah. right. That's right. so great. I was, I was uh, actually Mrs. Schuler and myself, we were able to kind of witness and help out. It was fourth grade and they were learning how to make wraps, turkey wraps. Oh, yeah. It was a uh, fruit kebab. And I mean, I was I was super impressed. I don't ever do that for myself. Sure. And, and so yes. we were able to to watch this. Mm-hmm. And the kids were very meticulous. I mean, it was an awesome lesson. And the very next day at lunch, I noticed I was doing lunch duty and I noticed I go, did you make that? And they were they were taking the skills mm-hmm. that Isn't they that learned awesome? again. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, it was awesome. And yeah. like, like I said, because we so. talked about, you know, you can 
make this the night before, pack it for your lunch. You can eat it for breakfast. You don't have mm-hmm. to just eat breakfast food or make yes. several and make it for your family. Something right. you can do for them. Mm-hmm. If you like it, ask for it to be put on the grocery list. Yes. You know, talk with mm-hmm. someone when you got my little kids. I told them, I said, okay, your homework now looked at me and I'm like, it's really easy. Hmm. Whoever picks you up, tell them what you did today, what you tried, what you liked, you know, what you might want to put on the grocery right. list, mm-hmm. you know? So, well, it's yeah. beautiful. And I do think any educator in any subject really feels that sense of joy when we see our student right. using something mm-hmm. we've been able to help them learn. Yeah. And maybe they've really learned it mainly on their own, but but we mm-hmm. provided the atmosphere mm-hmm. in which they would, right? Mm-hmm. And if you see them having that skill, it really is fun. But there's something very tangible about food prep, you know, and you could see that literally in front right. of you mm-hmm. right the next day. That's awesome. Sometimes it's a little, we have to really look for it as we're working on that next math concept or that right. next step in the <laughs> right. writing process or, or whatever. So, yeah. well, that's really great. So. You know, you've kind of done this already, but I, I really wanted to ask about a favorite lesson or two because this has been a fairly new effort for St. E's. Is that right? Correct. Right. And is this the first year or second year? I'm, I'm forgetting, actually. First year. Okay, so it really first is year. a new effort. Mm-hmm. So it's not that we've had a, even a whole year, but basically a whole semester almost mm-hmm. at this point. Mm-hmm. So yes. some lessons clearly have been favorites in that you've just already talked about them. Right. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, getting to the kitchen, that's phenomenal. Handshake lesson, I really would have loved to have witnessed, especially thinking about some of those students helping their peers who, you know, maybe yes. weren't as comfortable at first. But are there any others that that have, um, um, you know, maybe jumped to mind as you think back on the semester? Yes. When we were learning about the handshake and we were also, this was middle school, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade, we were teaching, okay. I was teaching them how to answer a phone. Oh, great. Um, even if sometimes they... Rare occasion, they might have to answer in a classroom. Right. You know, um, how do I do that and do that appropriately? And within days, I had someone pop in and say, Mrs. Stefan, I answered the phone like you taught us. You know, so that sure. was really, that was cool coming from a middle schooler because sometimes they can be very hesitant. Yes. At sharing or yes. sharing in no, front I of think peers. That's great. But yeah, it was, that was really exciting. And then I had a little boy and I wish I could remember the exact way he phrased the question, but he kind of asked me, how did you get ready for this? And I, it struck me so that I think I've been preparing for it my whole life. I mean, I grew up out on a couple acres. We had a garden. I did 4-H. I've sat across from my grandma when she oh, cooked yes. sure. all the time, you know. Um, so, yeah, it was that was a very, that question to me from that little boy was just like, oh, my gosh, I really do feel like I've been preparing for this all my life. Oh, that's powerful. Yeah. That's yeah. so great. Well, and in terms of that preparing, I'm thinking a little bit about curriculum. So it sounds like you've really been needing to make that too as you're going. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, what's guiding, obviously your own prayer life, Sarah, has to be right. guiding you. That's clear, right. you know, but are you finding certain nudges or certain materials that have been helpful to you? And what has that process been like? Um, I use the, um, mostly the middle school um, from the state of Indiana, their guidance the standards for, there, yeah, the standards yes, are there right. for um, family and consumer science. So okay. using that, tweaking it for the age level, looking at the high school, but most of that is is just kind of ideas in the back of the mind, sure, because it is more geared for high school, um, and just trying to, again, kind of decide what grade level things are most appropriate for, um, and seeing what they latch onto and what they might want more of next year. Okay, so. great. Well, when you think think about that, and then clearly you just speak at it too from our own faith. Uh, is there a certain way that you seek to bring our faith into the classroom when you're, you know, I mean, it sounds like 
partly the innate goodness you're teaching is really doing. Yeah, that. and it just it kind of depends on the lesson. Sometimes it just presents itself while I'm teaching um, with, the, with the learning styles and just having the opportunity to make sure that they know that each of us is different. You know, so when they're answering these survey questions, you know, talking with their neighbor, you know, or looking at the neighbors, oh, is it a T or an F on this yes. one? It's not going to help you because it's unique to how you were created. Right. And that we have to have a a balance of people because if we were, I, the example I give is if we were all good at math, we would miss out on good books and artwork. Yes, you know, so we, would, we, right. we all have to be different. Yes, and we complement each other and help each other. And there's a there's a, on the survey there's one about do you get frustrated when you can't figure something out? And I'm like, well, you know, Johnny might get frustrated, but Susie might be like, it's okay, we'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. So you help one another because you're different. Well, I so, love that, and that's yeah. uh, just the diversity and goodness of the Lord's creation, and mm -hmm. helping them understand that and cherish that is right. Yeah, very powerful. So Sarah, mm -hmm. thank you. Well, I believe you're all using the course as well as the students become older uh, to really get into some of their career readiness. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I think Lois, college that's where you— College and career, yes. College mm -hmm. and career, mm -hmm. yes. Um, and Lois, you, I think, have had a direct role in that, which I think is really fun. Yes, yes. So just tell our listeners a little bit about what does that look like? That What grades are we talking about here? And then what does the content start to look right. like? Right. That is just middle school. That's 6th, 7th, and 8th. And we've actually taught that— uh, it's even when we were St. Joseph, St. Elizabeth, we've done it for years. So we've been St. Elizabeth's for about seven, eight years. So okay. even prior to that. Sure. So um, it's something that is required by the state. Um, and so we've just incorporated it in through technology class yes. or yeah. sometimes through social studies class. But sure. this year I've been working with Sarah mm -hmm. and oh my goodness, we work very well together, mm -hmm. and she has really helped me. Just like she's that team teacher, she's that co teacher. She's created some wonderful templates. I think it's fantastic that kids. you're in the classroom directly. I think that's that's a well, big I goal in my it. heart one day. And yes, so I, I do. I love can. being in the classroom. I love uh, teaching middle school. That was what I taught before, but I love teaching middle school, especially the college and career readiness, because it's it is just helps them focus on. What are some goals? What do I want to maybe want to do with my life? Some just want to get through middle school and high school. Yes, but at right. the same time, sure. there it just it just helps them start to think. Okay, oh, okay. There is there are careers out there. I am. It help. They have to take a few surveys, things yes. like that, in the very beginning. So then they're like, oh gosh, I maybe I do want to do something in the arts or engineering or something in medicine or health sciences or things like that. Well, helping a young person understand that mm -hmm. just feels profoundly good. And right. when we think about preparing them for peace, you know, I think a lot of young children, um, maybe as they even get into junior high, mm -hmm. have this negative connotation of work. You know, mm -hmm. work is hard, and and I'd rather be playing, I'd rather be doing my sport, whatever. You know, and they haven't maybe yet learned, although you all are teaching them this clearly and directly, mm -hmm. God actually gave work to humankind when we were still in the Garden of Eden. Like so many people think that it's a consequence of sin. <laughs> no, no. God yeah. meant work for our good. Right. And he actually made us to be naturally drawn, right, to some kind of work. And, you know, I think in the modern world, people get that way too tied around one particular company. Not, not that really, but a certain type of work. Mm -hmm. to be part of how God wants you to enact his plan for your life, right? Mm -hmm. So that's so fun when you get to help a yeah. student realize that. Like, really oh, is. there's an entire industry I haven't yet even known mm -hmm. of, and I really want to do that. Right, and absolutely. And I think the modern world, too, that that is part of the 
preparation that we are imagining that there are industries in the world, especially of technology, that will exist by the time our students now are working that don't exist right now. Right. And so how to know yourself in a deeper way and how to understand your skill set and and to find Mm -hmm. what you're passionate about to to make you ready for that opportunity. Right, right. One of the things they have to do on one of the beginning slides is the job availability. Oh, of good. Their very specific, it's very specific, like, what do you want to do? It, it narrows in on, like, through 2028, and, and some of it is, like, only 300 of the very specific job that they want to do. I go, well, you might want to maybe have a backup plan yes. for, for that career. It's not very many or openings. Or some, it's like... 10,000. I go, okay, you're, you're pretty going to be, that's going to be great. You right. know, you're going to have a job probably in that field. You know, sure. so, you know, many of them want to be veterinarians or something like that. You know, that's, yes. that's pretty secure. You know, we're all, always going to need vets sure. you know, or something right. like that. Right. Anything so, yes. in healthcare for human or animal, I think yes. will be said. Yeah, right? absolutely. <laughs> yes. So, but, but when they see that, they're like, 300, that's all, 300, you know, and I go, mm-hmm. So, so then we have to think about how can a you take bit. those talents yes. and, and deepen them and widen yes. them a little bit mm-hmm. too. Yeah. So just to inspire other principals that might be listening or other teachers, so your teaching role in the class, how often are you in, Lois, helping out? With, um, I, with come, I, I come. She's there six times a week. Okay. Yeah. All right. No, right. That's, yeah. that's wonderful. Because right. so I, I haven't c- taught the program. Right. So I am learning from her, awesome. So yes. that I can, and she, do it on and my own. if there's, if for some reason I have to go to a meeting, then she can cover for me. Yes. So mm-hmm. that's what's kind of nice about it. She, she, I'm modeling, I'm role modeling, all those mm-hmm. kind of good. things. While sharing the nature of administrative life, I know there are going to be meetings that no, sure. you are needed to be at. Sure, so I was wondering, you know, kind of how that works. So yeah, so the co-teaching model yes. really works. Yeah, that's so three days a week. I come into her classroom and it's um, two periods a mm-hmm. day. Okay. Yes. All right. Wow, mm-hmm. that's that's really fun. Absolutely. So it sounds like the students talking to you all before are working on various projects, but they they in particular, I think, have to present on some of their career readiness. Is, am they I do. remembering it's that called, correctly? It's called a C3, okay. um, which is just a college and career readiness presentation. Um, eighth grade, they're going to do something in addition. It's a PowerPoint. Mm-hmm. So and they'll do it to an adult. Um, they have to present to an adult. So I usually that alone try... is part of that preparing yes. for oh, life, absolutely. preparing for peace. Absolutely. So they'll have to um, talk. To, I, I like to bring in school board members or HASA members Good. or um, some um, parish staff members. Yes. So I like to bring in a variety of folks. Oh, they need an audience. Oh That's yeah, good. absolutely. That's good. Now this year I'm adding in a, a different aspect. The eighth grade um, they have to do a video. Okay. So just a very short video clip, mm-hmm. uh, maybe two minutes tops, and then they'll they'll show their um, their PowerPoint and talk through their PowerPoint. Okay. So just I like to tweak it a little. What bit. are some of the parameters? What are what's one or two things you tell them the video must include? Well, again, it's just a little bit about the PowerPoint, but okay. it'll be just right. maybe talking or honing in maybe on their specific job that yes. they're, and then maybe the specific college that they're going to go to. Right. And then just kind of like a teaser, maybe yes. just a little okay. bit of a teaser. I like it. Um, yes. And then they'll say, now um, sit back and relax, and here's my PowerPoint or something sure. like that. Well, I, I did want to ask, just as we think about when, it, you know, we know this as educators, and, and I think a parent inherently would know this too, but they may not have like really thought through like what are kind of the core pillars of, of what we think about in education and, and what we're delivering for our students. So we have you know our curriculum of what we teach, our instruction of how we teach it, our assessment, so we can reflect on how well we're doing, really. You mm-hmm. know, and of course the students how well they're doing, but it's really for the teachers, mm-hmm. you know, about how well are we doing. So I wanted to ask you about assessments. And there you go. 
right? Like what oh, an innovative way absolutely. to assess students. Absolutely. But we've heard that all throughout the episode. You know, I mean, they're actually making wraps. Right. Like, can you make a wrap or is this unrecognizable mush? That's right. an assessment right there, <laughs> yeah, right? Absolutely. And yeah. now, you know, as they age up to eighth grade, so mm -hmm. it's, you know, PowerPoint's great. And I still think it's very conceivable that that business presentations will be probably embedded probably for a human story to come, right, in the far future. But to add video to that, mm -hmm. ever since certainly the pandemic hit, we've had to do a lot more by video. And so right. to teach a student, how can that be used effectively for your good and for learning? That's awesome. But right. just some of the modalities you all have for assessing is <laughs> really powerful. Right. You have and, to think outside of the box. Yes. Well, and I think that's important. You know, I think there are great educators who very effectively use traditional you know, paper, pencil, now it might be that it's online and you're using a keyboard, mm -hmm. but that type of traditional quiz, traditional writing, mm -hmm. very effectively Absolutely. though, and mm -hmm. in a very powerful way. But we also need to hit that kinesthetic learner and that learn by doing, you know? And so you actually have legitimate performance assessments that's pretty fun, you that's know, right. when we think mm -hmm. about, what does that actually mean? Um, you know, those videos have to be pretty inspiring to see when a child really puts his or her heart into that. Mm -hmm. And right. they found some passion for the career and maybe a college to support it. Right. That's fantastic. And think about, too, then, that was a question I really wanted to ask you both. And you may not be able to really hear it from your alums yet. But I think when an eighth grader looks out to high school and knowing that college is really, they think about, especially if they've been in a K-8 to school, high school is only four years. That, you know, that's not really that long, actually. No, correct. You know, so college isn't really that far away. And I think you can encounter sometimes some anxiety around that, especially when it gets mm -hmm. connected back to work. Like, well, mm -hmm. what will I do from all of this? Well, you're mm -hmm. teaching for that. You know, you're really helping right. them plan for that. So yeah. have you encountered a kiddo maybe in the eighth grade who who tells you they've encountered more peace about their future? Maybe it is an alum coming back as a ninth grader well, or something. Well, it's interesting. I just saw um, a parent um, at the Advent Reconciliation Service who her daughter is a senior okay. at one of our Catholic high schools. And she said, I just want you to know she's getting ready. She's been accepted to this college, et cetera. And she yes. goes, and she's still. Now, I remember this girl and her C3 and everything. Sure. I knew exactly, she knew exactly what she wanted to be. She goes, and she still wants to be the anesthesiologist that she wow. always, I, I said, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I mean, Isn't and that so amazing? She, so she's going to be going to college. She's going to be studying this. She's awesome. Gonna, yeah. That's I awesome. Mean, that, so it does, it does work. I mean, it does this whole the, all the the training and the right. you know what what the kids yes. go through and what they what they I mean research, that's, that's why we're they, in this work right mm -hmm. you know I mean for that's us why we do it the mm -hmm. bringing Christ to our children you know we're helping right. prepare them for heaven first right. but if we're going to do that effectively God gave us mm -hmm. the task of preparing them for the here and now mm -hmm. and we have to do both and for them to use their gifts and talents that God has given them for the goodness of others and that's right? what she's doing and I'll tell you I've needed anesthesia in my life so <laughs> yeah. if you have a, a budding <laughs> <Me> anesthesiologist <too. laughs> right. Me too. That's wonderful, yeah. sincerely, to hear mm -hmm. that someone learned this as an eighth grader, mm -hmm. and the Lord has only sharpened and shaped that desire more, mm -hmm. and now she's ready to go and study the discipline directly. Right. It's awesome. That's God is good. I, I love it. it what is. a joyful thing. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I was really wanting to think through some of that assessment and, and what the fruit of that would be, but right there you have it. And so I think sometimes a child may not connect an assessment they take, a traditional mm -hmm. quiz. Well, how is this really helping? Well, it's teaching you to think, for one, right? And it's helping you get ready for the next goal. And we see that as the adult. But right. this is the kind of assessment that they can understand right off the gate. 
this is actually giving me greater peace. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm learning about myself. I'm learning about what I need to do in the world. So mm -hmm. kudos, St. E's. You are doing <laughs> great things there. Oh, I think so. <laughs> Excellent. So, you know, if you were going to give advice for another school, and obviously there's some self-interest at play here, right? But really, <laughs> I think this is important. One, one effort in the podcast, we're learning from one another. We're really hopefully sharing some best practice and sharing some tips too for families. And we'll get to that in a minute in this episode. But where do you think they should get started? I mean, certainly the standards, if they're in Indiana, would be one great starting point. Mm -hmm. But I think, Lois, you've been teaching the eighth grade side, well, the junior high side of this right. for the career readiness mm -hmm. for how many years now? Oh, my Roughly. goodness. Oh, well over 10 years, probably 15. I mean, well over and that. And when you were first starting, what, what kinds of things did you look for well, or um, use? Actually, you go to the state. The state website will have everything on college and career readiness. Sure. So, yes. And then I work with some consultants okay. that, like, we use an ebook. And so they created the ebook for me. And again, that has all the standards on it. It has all of the standards for the, for the middle school, college, and career readiness. Sure. And so, um, and then some of our, some of our high schools use Indiana Career Explorer. Some use different, different formats mm -hmm. for different things. Um, some people for college graduation, for high, excuse me, for high school graduations, um, require a C3 as well. Okay. So these kids already know how to do it. So, great? I mean, they're already there. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, I, I, you know, I mean, we, what I would recommend is, you know, go to the state website, you know, mm -hmm. just Google in college and career readiness if you, yes. you know. Well, what's been on my heart when we think about in the podcast, just in general, trying to tie back. So why is this God at work in our world, right? Mm -hmm. And I think here it's somewhat obvious for our listeners just that we're helping children really be ready for life and, and really mm -hmm. believe in the good in themselves. So ta-da, that's obviously mm -hmm. God, you know. Mm -hmm. But at, at one other angle of that, I was reading recently just one of the things that's kind of core fundamentally to Christian belief is that we have, if we're going to be genuine disciples of Jesus, whatever it looks like, we, we can't be um, crippled by a fear. And there's really only one cure for fear, which is true trust in our Lord. Okay, well, how do we do that? Well, if you can actually come to learn that God, you know, you think about Scripture, that God planned for us before we were even in our mother's womb, when we were in our mother's womb, right? But if you can come to believe as a young person that God actually planned for me to give me certain talents and skills that I'm going to use— and it, and certainly I will have some benefit in that I'll enjoy doing the work and, and you know, I'm going to provide for myself financially, but I'm going to be benefiting others from the work. That's powerful. Mm -hmm. That is the fruit of the Holy Spirit right at work and, mm -hmm. and the peace that ensues from that. I, I do think there's so much in the modern world that can give a young person anxiety about where, where do I fit in this? Mm -hmm. And I think your efforts K to eight are about you do fit. You are loved by God and he has a specific plan for your goodness and you can learn what that plan is. Now you have to study it. You have to work for it. You have to actually use your mind to, to encounter. Like God doesn't typically just give you a document of here's your life portfolio that I made for you, right? You know, but you can get there and that's good discernment, right? So God is at work and it's just, it's really been exciting to hear about it. So thank you both for the good you're doing you're for sharing it with us. Um, I know I shared beforehand that we try to give two tips for our families just because they may not be at St. E's and they might be around the, you know, the world. And, you know, we try to share two for them. So um, two that I thought of, and, and you're certainly just able to add some others, but can a family do some support for this on their own? And, you know, I think definitely they can. Moms and dads, of course, play a pivotal role in speaking with their children about what do we see as your interests and, and what are, you know, we've known you actually before you were born and we've known you since. And so... How do we see the Lord shaping those talents? 
But I wanted to um, maybe recommend that a starting point for them could be a Myers-Briggs. And, and one very scaled back version of that I've encountered is a book called Do What You Are, which gives a scaled back Myers-Briggs and attaches it then to careers. Right. And that might be a, just a tip for a family looking for a very inexpensive way to start looking into that. Mm -hmm. um, because when the student gets their personality profile, they, they actually get an explanation of what that means in that. And then certain types of work really are aligned to that. And it's it's been a profound good along my life. I've been able to share that with students along the way and, and some others. So that's one area. But just even if you don't have a book guiding it, simply being with your, your child, praying with them, really asking about what excites you in the academic world, what excites you in the just work world. Maybe they're a high school freshman or, or software, they've started to work. What tasks excite you, which don't, you know, and, and discerning from that can be really good. Right. So that's one tip, help help your child in family life, right? And then a second, this one might be very obvious, but family actually trying to help build that work ethic. So there's the classic model where maybe a family's blessed with one parent can be home at night and they're going to guide chores that the child might do and the child might earn some different types of family mm -hmm. rewards or whatnot. But I love, Sarah, that you were talking earlier about just making the wraps, right? Yeah. You can make this for your families. You can make this for yourself for lunch tomorrow. Lois, mm -hmm. you saw that happen. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. And they enjoyed it. And they they had it for lunch during the, during the school day. And the boy even said, this was awesome. I love this. I made it for myself. <laughs> I was like, yeah. that's that wonderful. Builds, that builds yeah. confidence mm -hmm. in them to yes. know that they can do that and care for themselves in a small way. You know, yes. really... Because I think sometimes kids are not confident. And mm. so these are simple things that you do need to do in your daily life. But if you can prove to them that they can do it, and then they can go do it by themselves. And you are successful when you yes. do that. Yes. yes. Yeah. I do think you're right. You know, and that's something that our schools really need. Well, we have a real joy in is that we see children wanting to be able to accomplish things. You mm -hmm. see their goodness that way. But if we teach them and give them opportunities for a small success, it's actually a much deeper success because they understand I've learned something that I can now repeat and and I am more capable than I was. But yeah, what a great thing. So the family building that work ethic might include knowing if mom and dad can't be home, well, we're going to teach our child to make wraps for the family. And, mm -hmm. you know, that won't take them that long, right. but that is still something they can do to really serve authentically. Mm -hmm. And it could be even more basic. Maybe the family's not ready to have them do that. And, you know, they don't want them to have like a knife out or right. something like that, but go vacuum the floor. You know, like mm -hmm. there's still something you can do. To help for the family mm -hmm. that will build that work We talk about being ethic. aware. We yes. talk about being aware of what's happening around us, whether it's at school or at home, so that we can be part of it. You know, isn't that such a beautiful... The Lord had to have given you that because that's one of like the <laughs> fundamental tasks of education is helping others, you know, mm -hmm. our young people be aware in, in every level, like that God loves right. them at a very deep level, yep. that he wants them ourselves to be part of his love for others mm -hmm. but there we can come up against that can't we yeah. of that lack yeah. of awareness sometimes yeah. and then you have to reflect that we can carry that into adulthood too right. i mean we're not we're right. not completely free of yep. it ourselves mm -hmm. right how did the lord give you that he he clearly I, told you to I teach that to i don't them. know i just i've i'm observant and i had many years of subbing so yes. my role was not a lead teacher sure you know i was there in a different capacity so i got to observe a lot of different situations mm -hmm. And just to um, be able to, and kids are all different. I mean, we all we all have different strengths and weaknesses, and you just kind of have to accept your weaknesses and rely on a classmate to help you if you right. need it. Or we do actually person. have to accept yeah, our you weaknesses. Do. Um, so. Gosh, there's so much wisdom in this uh, single episode the Lord is giving us. I mean, I do think we struggle with that we as adults. We are so blessed to have right? Sarah. Mm -hmm. yes, I can't amen. say it enough. That's mm -hmm. right.
Yep. Well, it is really refreshing, inspiring to hear what you're teaching. Mm-hmm. So that's actually a perfect place to kind of to draw to a close is that we want to close with a prayer, just asking for the Lord's blessing, not only on St. E's, but, but our listeners that the types of things that we're hearing about, about preparing for peace might be in all of our hearts. So um, let's do that now. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. God, we thank you for the tremendous goodness and the peace you are leading all of the students at St. E's here in Fort Wayne, Indiana to come to. So we ask that you bless their community, Lord, help them to grow as authentic disciples of your son, our Lord Jesus. And please, Lord, bless our listeners. May anything that we encounter in this podcast make us more aware of your goodness in our lives and give us new ideas for living that and sharing that with all those we meet. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, we're so excited to have St. E's. We're going to have you back next week to hear more about some really awesome planning for your faith formation. I am so pumped to hear you on for that as well and, and to be with you for that. Those are great programs. <laughs> oh, it's and this has been too. So Lois, Sarah, thank you so much. God bless you. Thank God bless you. you. You've been listening to Spirit in the Schools. Zach Coyle has been your producer and host. This episode was edited by Tony Marks. And for more information, go to spokestreet.com slash spirit. Spirit in the schools.